0: dead
1: anointing
0: <laughs> so complicated
1: it is it is
0: I feel like it's complicated because there's so much emotion tied up into it and so mm-hmm. much like power and position mhm
1: Yo, what's up, family? My name is Tilany Stewart. I am a writer, an artist, a young theologian in the making, and most importantly, your host for this episode of the Respond to Art Podcast. Where we talk about art that I created that is influenced by the life, the love, and the understanding of Jesus Christ. All right, so this week's art can be found underneath the hashtag Respond to Art Podcast. All you have to do is... Go on Instagram, go in the little search box, put in response to our podcast, and you'll be able to find it. In that, you will be able to like, comment, you can DM me if you have questions about today's episode. I am always down to talk to people, always down for the conversation. So, as always, joining me today is my co host, my really great friend she's dope as heck you know what i'm saying like she's a poet she's a writer she's a co-host of a whole nother podcast called whatever that means and i am super glad that she's here with me today i'm super glad that she's been a part of this project um so give it up y'all for my dear friend kiara carter
0: Hey, yeah. Can you tell me um about this piece that you have today?
1: Yeah, so um this one is called Messiah. Um it is a, like a man with oil running down his face. It's not molasses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did think it was molasses a little bit. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. That's why we tell you that
0: because there's that picture on instagram of a girl with like molasses on her syrup or something it can't be it can't be angel mimas it must be molasses
1: that's not okay i don't know that is not not anyways but no uh it (laughs) it is a man with uh oil running down his face and it's called messiah because messiah in hebrew means the anointed one right so like this idea of, of anointing is all throughout the Bible. Um, it's used in a lot of different ways. So, like, one, it's, like, used to, like, mean just I'm going to put some lotion on you, right? Like, oh. I am ashy and I'm going to anoint my knees. Um,
0: okay. So, it means to, like, put on.
1: mm mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. It also... Uh, so, like, every time there's an this idea of anointing, it is, like, this lathering of something or, like, the pouring of something on something else. Right. Um, okay. but it's also used as, like, a ritual to basically make something or indicate that something is holy. Right. Um, so, the first time it's used is in, like, Genesis. And it was Jacob. And he had a dream on a rock and God, like, came to him and, like, established his covenant with him, and when he woke up, he put some oil on a rock, um, and was, like, I am anointing this rock, and he calls it Bethel, which means house of God, and he says, like, I'm anointing this rock to, like, indicate that God lives here, like, this is God's house, this is where the presence of God dwells, right, hmm so when you continue down, right, so the Next time we really see anointing presented present itself so, is when uh the priest and like the tabernacle is like created, right? So the priests are anointed um to indicate that they are now to be used and are be like are holy for God and set apart for God. Um and then also everything that is like used for the uh tabernacle is also anointed. So like the altar is anointed, like tables, random tables are anointed, like everything in there is anointed. But one thing, the tent of meeting where like the spirit of God like lives and dwells, God says, I am going to consecrate, right? So anointing and consecrate are like making holy and a consecrate are kind of the same thing. But for the tent of meeting where God dwells, he says, I'm going to consecrate it with my spirit. Right, so I am going to make it holy with my present. That's essentially what he says.
0: So, can I ask a question? When you say, um, I just want to clarify because consecrate is just such a big word, and I know you said it means <laughs> just make it holy, but like, does that look like? So, when you say like make something holy, I know that holy means set apart, right, or for special use. Mm-hmm. So, when you're when things get consecrated. Is it then used, or is it just, like, all symbolic?
1: Oh, no, then it's used. Okay, yeah. so it's used for something, actually. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, the altar um, is used specifically to sacrifice all of the animals or whatever for when people sin, and it's only used for that, nothing else, and it's specially used for that because it's the only place where you can take, you know, an animal slaughter, it, and it actually atone for sin, right? Like So it's like
0: it's, I'm sorry, I like so it's like uh picking your major in college instead of being like liberal studies mm-hmm. it's like, I choose <laughs> English or yeah. I choose
1: engineering <laughs> But God so like is basically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But God is basically choosing it. He's like, this is what this is used for and mm-hmm. I want you to pour this oil over it as an indication that this is used for something specific, that this is holy. But when we start getting into the place where God dwells, he says, I don't want you to use oil. I got it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to be the one to anoint it, and I'm going to anoint it with my spirit. Um, mm -hmm. And so as it continues, right, this idea of like anointing with spirit and oil kind of becomes in tandem when you get to like kings right so saul was anointed by samuel with oil but you realize like david constantly is like yo like he is god's anointed one and his spirit is like god's spirit is with him right and so that's why you he and like saul loses god's spirit because he doesn't he's not obedient um and so now david gets anointed as king and like the spirit of God comes on David um, mm, and like mm-hmm. hear a lot of times like David be like God like please don't take your spirit from me like yo like he stay and so like this idea of anointing and like God's spirit kind of work together and it's fully like realized in Jesus right because Jesus was anointed but he was never anointed with oil um, and if you look into the New Testament it talks about Jesus anointing process being not his baptism, but what happens when he's like raised up from the water, and the Holy Spirit uh, descends on him. Um, oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. like a dove. <laughs> yeah, they said it's a little dove. Mhm. And that was Jesus being anointed, um, and his like proclamation that he was set aside for holy use, like that God had chosen him, and he had been set aside for holy use. Um, and so you get that fully and complete, like the reason why Jesus is called the anointed one is because his anointing by like God's Holy spirit, or the Holy spirit, which is God, his anointing allows for us to have the Holy spirit living inside of us as well. So because he was anointed by the Holy spirit, we are also now anointed by the Holy spirit. Um, And so God, Jesus being the anointed one is the fact that like, like points to the fact that without his anointing, none of us could ever experience anointing. That makes sense? Hmm. Yeah, I guess I'm wondering,
0: and, and I don't know if this is something that you can answer or if it requires more and more study, but why, like how I get that this anointing from that Jesus got was different than the others because it didn't involve the oil it just involved like the spirit himself like descending right Mm -hmm. Um, but how does that technically translate over to other people I don't I guess I'm not getting like how this anointing of this one person translates to all people from hereafter right and before of all time
1: yeah that makes sense I think that when you start, that goes into like Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, right? So like, when Jesus died, um, he took on our sin, right? And in his resurrection, in his, yeah, in his resurrection, he like beat sin, death, and Satan, right? Then mm-hmm. he says like, yo, I'm going to sin, but I'm not going to leave you by yourself. I'm going to leave my spirit. And like, it's the exact same spirit that he was anointed with that he's leaving us. And so all of those who put their faith in Jesus Christ now have the exact same spirit that Jesus was anointed with. And that's And okay. you know, like that's how we are now anointed by putting in okay. him.
0: So it wasn't necessarily like the act of the dove coming down that didn't signify or then begins to, like, technically translate uh, the covering that Jesus had over all of us, it was the death, burial, resurrection that then kind of qualified the the descent of the Spirit, the anointing of the Spirit to then, like, be a thing for everybody, like a door open for everybody that then is under his umbrella. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Got it also just real quick another question i had was why oil like <laughs> isn't water supposed to make something clean like in my head i'm like god you done messed up because oil makes things slippery if you got oil, you smell like chicken and grease and all that stuff nobody want to walk around something like that why <laughs> why oil itself like
1: you know i don't know i have no okay idea.
0: all right fair 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 <laughs> enough i'll ask him that when i when i see him face to face whatever Another
1: question for the book. Dead. But yeah, so I think that when we think about, like, the idea of anointing, like, it's, if I never had done, like, a biblical study, I would have had a whole nother uh, idea of it just because of, like, the way culture talks about it. Absolutely. Like, what do you, have you, like, experienced, what have you experienced with this, like, language of anointing just in our current culture?
0: Like in modern 20th century, 2020 to this day, so like I grew up in um, black church. That has been like majority of my experience. And then uh, when I went to college, I went to like white churches and stuff like that or predominantly white churches. Um, and so I'm gonna speak to the black church experience. When we say anointed, when black folks say oh, he anointed, oh, she anointed, we're talking about you do church well. You play the role well. like Because I, I think Black people have really solidified what church looks like. Um, when certain cues are supposed to be had, when we're supposed to do this, that, when we're supposed to say this, that, and the third, and we say, oh, you're anointed when you do those things well, when you sing well, when your riffs and runs are like, on point when you're preaching um, encourages me I'm just like you're anointed I feel encouraged you're anointed um, oh your singing was oh she done and like <laughs> it's it's anointed um, but what we I think a better word for that would be like oh you got talent you got skill it's not necessarily like a position of any sort
1: you know what mm-hmm. I mean yeah I think and, that I think that a lot of times people kind of use it as like favoritism, you know?
0: Absolutely, yeah. Be like, I'm cool with you, you anointed. Yeah, Yeah, go ahead and have this position.
1: Yeah, like, are you do this the best? So that means you have this special thing on you. It's almost like they don't realize like this idea of Jesus is the only one that is like the anointed one. Yeah. In our minds, everyone who is our favorite is the one that is anointed.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. we like, it's like, a, this is a stupid analogy, but in my head, it's like a, giving a heart out to everything now. Like, you know when it used to just be like, like thumbs up mm-hmm. uh, for stuff? Everybody was just passing them out like pancakes. You know, just throwing them out. I don't know why pancakes is a thing that people pass out, but we do. <laughs> and, but, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's silly. But, um, Everybody's like, man, I need a I need a heart button because there's certain things that just hit me so well, and I feel like that heart button is what is our the church's way of saying, it. you say like, ooh, I heart this, like I like this, you're anointed. I like yeah. you. You don't even have to be the best at it. There could be somebody way better at it. There could be somebody who's like more talented or more skilled or more in tune with the Holy Spirit himself, and like. And you still say like, oh, this person's anointed. And that's just you giving a thumbs up. That's you giving a heart um, to something. Um, And I think we it's become oversaturated at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's just like saying good job.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that when I also when I think about like anointing and stuff, I also think about like late night TV, you know, like the 700 Club. Or whatever, when they and like the late night preachers, dead with those to, uh
0: uh the prayer cloths and the anointing yes. the miracle cloth.
1: Who be trying to like, like sell stuff?
0: And, dead, yes. <laughs> you know I you can't know. stand them. One I of the can't stand you know, it.
1: One of the things that they like were always selling was like anointing oil, right? And
0: uh huh.
1: Like it's it's girl, almost like just olive oil, that's
0: just right. pompeii olive oil.
1: But palm, you know what I'm saying? Like, girl, go to the nine night, nine night, stuff so Give me a little bit of that. Um, awesome. it was almost like the holiness kind of got out of order, right? Like, because I have this oil, whatever this oil touches is now holy, right? But like mm. in in, like the oil was kind of insignificant it just was a ritual to show off something that a reality that was already like known, right so like god would say i want him to be my king or i want them to be my priest that they were already mm-hmm. chosen established Oh, um, but to, yeah but to like do it in front doing an anointing in front of everyone is like saying like hey just so that you know you Mm -hmm. know god has chosen this right and so like you see um especially like in kings or in like samuel and stuff second samuel like people anointing themselves and saying yo i'm king and god be like i ain't (laughs) you you know no
0: listen no i'm sorry i'm about to be mad this is my issue with that. That, mm-hmm. yes, because we do that to this day. It's still translating. That's yeah. us saying we are God. That's us being Nebuchadnezzar's little nebbies out mm-hmm. here talking about it's me. I am God. I am He. Only pray mm-hmm. to me. Like, let me work on my skill. Let me work on my talent and let me usurp whatever God's will is and say I'm good enough to do whatever God wanted to happen. Mm-hmm. And that, like, and honestly, that's so foul in my mind because I see the beauty of the gospel um the good news that, hey, you can be in relationship with God that you can orient and actually see him for who he is, like the true and one God um you can know that dude-, mm-hmm. and you can like be in right standing with him. it's like one it's like I can. I can know you and that's cool and everything. And like, I can, I, and like, yeah, we can interact, but if every time we interact, I feel like we're not cool. That's horrible. You can't buy peace. And like for us to be at peace with God himself. Yeah. is such a beautiful thing. And yet we throw it away because we say, well, God, you're just a means to an end. Mm-hmm. And we do that constantly Yeah. another way that it shows up and is is in us claiming anointing for ourselves, but skewing it. Because again, we've said that anointing is talent and skill. So that means if I, by my own merit and by my own power and by my own work and perseverance can now become talented or skillful or anointed, then I can... Pull this veil over my eyes and begin to put myself in the seat of God. Yeah, because anointing is a position. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, anointing is a position. It's not a skill; it's a position. So, like when Aaron, and you can correct correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to be telling people all these little things. I'm just (laughs) a regular, regular person. So I'm just telling you what I read and what I heard, what I gathered. Aaron, uh, Moses' brother, be- was anointed as priest. Am I wrong? Right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was anointed as priest, oil running down into his beard. And Aaron messed up several times. Him and his son. Adam, awesome. If your son's is messing up, then you sure wasn't doing right. Because, look, the apple don't fall too, fall too far from the tree. Mm-hmm. So, if Aaron... Was anointed to the point where his beard, it doesn't matter how much oil is on you, God has positioned him in this spot, right? So we've seen God position him in this spot as priest, and he wasn't good at it, yeah, by like man standards, right? You know, he wasn't good at being a priest, he kept messing up, he wasn't above reproach, he his sons weren't above reproach, like he was uh messing up here and there. Boys, uh, got the golden calf out here. Yep. Messing up like first first day on the job, messed up, <laughs> served a different <laughs> God. <laughs> like, he wasn't good at being an anointed priest, but that's who he was because God mm-hmm. positioned him there. Whether yeah. he was skillful at it, gifted at it, good at it, career, run, preach, or whatever, God put him there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what made him the anointed. And I think for us, for us, I'm sorry, I did cut you off. I'm going to just finish a mm-hmm. quick little thought. I think for us, it's so frustrating to me, personally, because I was that person that thought, if I work hard enough, I will be worthy of salvation. Mm -hmm. And that is not the gospel. Yeah, like that's just not the gospel. And 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 that takes the gospel is centered around it's all God. Yeah, God did the saving. God did the creating God did the saving God does the uh, molding and the shaping so that you can be everything that he called you to be it's not us it's him and it's so beautiful but it's Mm -hmm. so counterintuitive to what we see and want and so like it's it's frustrating to me because I've been in that trap and I feel like with us saying that anointing is about what we can do it again takes the focus off of God which mm-hmm. I think is anti-gospel, anti-Christ. And yes, anti-Christ, it is strong language. But it, that's how insidious it is. It's like demonic um, against, like it is satanic. Satanic is the word I wanted to say. Satanic, yeah. <laughs> like against God. For for us to take the, the, the view from God and everything that he does and the truth of what he's doing and put it on us. Yeah, and say like by my own power I can rise in ranks we're pulling like we're acting like John and James like hey Jesus uh, so I heard you gonna die how about you put one of us on your right and on your left we can be like you know the strong ones for you we're the sons of thunder you know and it's like hey man just go feed my sheep bro what you doing (laughs) like (laughs) love you (laughs) let you just do the thing that I called you to do.
1: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
0: And even if the, with the idea of anointing being consecration, being like holiness or set up or specialized, right? Mm-hmm. It again takes, it takes so much pressure off of us to be everything, to be like an everyman inside of Christ. It's like, do what God called you to do. Yeah. And, yeah. and inside of that, have relationship with him because you're mm-hmm. going to mess up. Even if God calls you, you are going to mess up. And when you do, it's not up to you to fix it. It's up to us to, like, be in communication with God. Like, hey, man, I messed up. I don't even know how I'm going to fix this. I'm here with you. I'm I'm trusting you every step of the way. Like, whether I'm right, whether I'm wrong, I'm trusting you every step of the way. And I feel like that is righteous. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But, like, that... I went on.
1: No, like, <laughs> you no, that was really good because you started talking about like what righteousness is. Like, yo, like righteousness isn't, um, I've done right. Mm. Righteousness is I've been made right, right? And like the hey, only way. That hey. you've been made right, <laughs> no, no, like for real, like the only way that you're made right is by faith in God, right? And like,
0: yeah, faith.
1: Yeah. Like I say this all the time. Like the beginning of letting the gospel have its full effect is in confession which Mm. is acknowledging the fact that you screwed up that you don't have it um and that you need help right but like god god counts that as faith right he's saying like yo i need like me saying i need help and i recognize that nothing i can do can get me to the station of justification right can never get me satisfied or sanctified like I'm not gonna make it on my own merits. I need Jesus. Like, that is all that God requires from us, right? Um, and mm-hmm. in that sentiment, God's like, okay, I'm going to give you my helper. I'm gonna give you my Holy Spirit, right? And like, mm-hmm. the only reason why I'm able to walk in God's anointing and Jesus' anointing is because I put my faith in Him. And it's because I recognize. I cannot do it on my own. So like you talk about like being evil that we kind of have this idea of like anointing being something that's like, yo, I am the greatest. I'm the best. I am the favorite. I'm like the best at what I do. You write complete screwing of like that idea because to be anointed by the Holy Spirit um, as a believer is evidence that you have confessed that you suck um (laughs) yeah yeah it is right and so like it's really it should never be that oh i'm anointed because i'm talented no i'm anointed because i'm trash and jesus is filling in my god
0: is great
1: exactly he he chose it he chose me yeah like i i did nothing to get me here um and it's so crazy because like you look at like the difference between like Saul and David um, both of them were anointed by God right and mm-hmm, even
0: after mm-hmm. spirit,
1: like even after God's spirit left Saul David still respected the fact that he was anointed like that anointed still yeah meant- yeah you know I'm saying like even though Saul was complete trust boys was like a donkey uh, farmer right like who lost his donkeys like you got one job you <laughs> had
0: one
1: job. <laughs> you you <have> messed up, <laughs> right? And lost it. And then, like his slave is Loki leading him around. Like if you if you really like look at <laughs> the specifics of it, Saul was trash, but God chose him, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, David, on the other hand, was mighty and strong, and like over here ripping lions in half. You know, he was fine, like. Brother, man,
0: cut. <laughs> she was fine, apparently.
1: He look. That's what they
0: said. That's uh, what they said. That's why shoot. I think Jesus was low key cute because he be uh, son of David. Nah, he, like he had some good genes somewhere in there, so he might have been cute.
1: Look, just because sometimes it don't translate well. You know what I'm saying?
0: Sometimes it doesn't. It was a long time. They might have turned they,
1: back. There. You so dumb. They said, they
0: said he was <laughs> average looking. Well, yeah. nothing to turn your head over.
1: You know, anyways, in both of those men, in both of those men, like, God didn't look at specifically their honor or, like, their own talent. He was just like, this is who I choose, point blank, period. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you you think about the king that comes after David, like, he was trash, too. And he was, you know. They all were, to be honest. High key, they all were. But in all of them being trashed, they were all chosen by God and all used by God. Point blank period.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's like what makes anointing beautiful. Mm-hmm. What makes God beautiful in that relationship. And I've been thinking about this just because as an artist, I get to, to ponder on beauty and stuff like that. But even in our trashness, even in like our, our shortcomings, our weakness and all that stuff, like, it's so beautiful to be weak with God because you get to see how gracious he is and how kind Mm -hmm. and how loving and how much he provides for us and how like in this life he is like, just as we are friends and we go through life and we go through the ups and downs and like we bump heads, we reconcile and all those things like just like that, And there's beauty in that. Like, there's beauty in our regular relationships. There's also beauty in that relationship with God. Like, the the things that make it beautiful is like, hey, we we made it. We Mm -hmm. survived this crazy world with all of its crazy – like, have you seen Slumdog Millionaire? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, and this gets me every time. You know, at the end of the movie, they do, like, these, like, short little flashbacks of, like, everything that they went through. From when he was holding up that poopy picture of his favorite Mm -hmm. star to when he met Latika and all this stuff. And like, you go through this whole journey, like when we get to the end of this movie and, and, we, and we see like the flashback, and yeah, a lot of it sucks. Some of it was scary, but there were also really, really great parts. And when you mix it all together and you get to see the summation of it, like it makes me cry because I'm like, that's life. Mm-hmm. It's rough when you're in it and it's beautiful. And it's crazy and it's unpredictable and it's scary and it's everything you didn't want and want it all at the same time. It's everything you needed. And I think that's what it's like when I l- consider God. It's like looking at a flashback every time I really truly consider God and put my gaze on him. It. It's like looking at a flashback. But while I'm still in the land, it's like, oh, this is actually beautiful. Mm-hmm. All of this craziness all of the scary stuff all of the good stuff it's just all amounts to this really beautiful imperfect perfect life
1: yeah